Well, hey guys, good to see you again. Listen, um, I hope if you have your copy of God's Word, you're able to turn to it. You'll turn to Romans chapter 7, verse 15. Romans chapter 7, verse 15. Romans chapter 7 is kind of an incredible chapter. Paul closes Romans chapter 6 with that terrific passage that we quote so often, especially when we're sharing our faith, for the wages of sin or death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, Romans 6, 23. But as he goes into chapter 7, Paul does something, to me, that's a little bit surprising. I don't know uh, whether it would be to you or not, but he kind of rolls the screen back to reveal his own personal struggle to remind us that everyone kind of struggles uh, in the spirit life. I uh, once why because the flesh comes in and, and takes us down the wrong road or leads us to the wrong path. And, and so he is dealing with that reality throughout this chapter, and I just find it amazing. In fact, if you have time, I suggest you go back and, and read the entire chapter and say, boy, you know, he really was very honest, very transparent. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what Paul was thinking about, mostly uh, when this happened. There are several experiences in his life that I could think about. Uh, I could think about the day that he was standing there and they decided to stone Stephen, and he watched the coats of those who stoned Stephen. That was for his... That was before he came to faith, but I'm sure that was a moment that, that gave him just great pause in thinking about what had happened and what he had watched. It could have been the moment that he and Barnabas disagreed about taking along John Mark into the ministry, into the mission field, back in the mission field. You remember the story. Uh, John Mark had went with the, uh, him and Barnabas, but then left early. Don't really know why. A lot of, lot of theories. We don't really know everything what happened. He certainly... Uh, never told us anything, never wrote us letters, hey, hey, this is what happened. And so it's a lot of guesswork. We do know, though, that Paul was determined not to take Mark, and, and Barnabas was to, uh, determined to take Mark. In fact, Barnabas was probably as determined to take Mark as he had been to bring to bring then Saul of Tarsus into the church, who became, uh, who became uh, obviously, if you remember, the great apostle Paul. But the division was so it was so sharp that they couldn't agree at that time, and they went their separate ways. and, and Paul wound up working with Silas, and then uh, came across Timothy, and Timothy became a co-worker of Paul's. And Mark and Barnabas went to the mission field. We don't really hear much else about Barnabas too much. Uh, we do know that later in one of his letters, Paul refers to John Mark about him being useful for ministry. So we know that eventually. That that bridge was fixed and and that uh, that everything was taken care of. But still, Paul decided to roll back the screen. You say, Brother Danny, are you sure this is? No, I'm absolutely not. I'm just saying there's two things that I know from Paul that could have happened in his life. Don't know. Don't have a clue. I know this. Paul was human. Uh, as Coach Offers noticed at high school one time, he put his <laughs> his case sandals on one foot at a time, uh, just like we do our shoes. And it's it's tough, and we struggle from time to time. In fact, you should have your copy of God's Word if you were getting it. Romans chapter 7, verse 15 simply says, For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. And so as Paul tells us that, he is just revealing the struggle that he had, a struggle that all of us have. Here's a man, after walking with the Lord for years, uh, preaching the word for years, starting churches and helping other Christians in the fear and admonition of the Lord and, and helping people come to understand what faith means and, and what happens. Here's a man say, hey, you know what? I had trouble. I had trouble. And, you know, you, you'll have that trouble. And so Paul reveals to us that, that all of us, we will, we will have days with, oh, man, we do what we don't want to do. And we say what we don't want to say or didn't mean to say. And, and so Paul, uh, Paul just reveals to us a lot of people like us and, 
and we have difficulty, we have things that happen. And so I, I want to deal with why the struggle is so hard to get beyond. It's so hard uh, to, uh, to deal with. And I, I think most of us, would would understand that uh, walking in the in the spirit is a choice we make, and often we make the wrong choice and begin to walk in the flesh, and and certainly a lot of people do that, and there are a lot of reasons for that. For example, any reason uh, that we we wind up walking in the flesh, we encounter temptations we're not ready for. There are things happen now. We're going to talk some more about why why what happens and why we. Uh, lose uh, lose the the desire to walk in the spirit, but one of the things that happens is we walk in we, we run into temptation Satan throws them our way, he makes sure they cross our paths we 'll talk about that we 're not ready for them and and boy, they just seem to call our name and seem to be exactly what we were looking for uh, some cases people say well that 's just what I need at the moment, but then in the realize uh, no that wasn 't what they needed at all. that messed them up, messed them up, and it was a long time. Uh, before things got to happen. Uh, sometimes we allow our emotions to take control. Uh, this happens as well. Uh, we allow our emotions to get the best of us. I know that we're, we're to walk by faith, not by sight, but sometimes we just allow our emotions to take over. Uh, sometimes we're just simply confused about what we want to do, where we want to go. We kind of get our eye off the prize of walking with Christ and being a, a, a good and godly individual and you know, being the righteousness of God, and we just get confused about what's going on. Uh, sometimes... It's because we engage in thoughts that turn into actions, and so we wind up doing absolutely what we never planned to do, never wanted to do, and that struggle continues, and sometimes it's really difficult. You say, why is the struggle uh, so hard to conquer? Why is this hard to get away? Well, uh, number one, and I, I suppose there are other reasons. And Listen, dspreacherman at gmail.com. You think of some others, I'll be glad uh, to add them the next time I share this. Uh, but some things that I've come up with that I think that you'll agree with, and even if you want to add one or two, that's great. Why is the struggle so real? Or why is it so hard to conquer the flesh? Well, Satan is not good, but he's good at what he does. And I, you've heard me say that probably by now if you've been listening to these podcasts. If you've ever heard me preach, and I say it a lot because to me it's a lesson that I've learned and I want to share it. I want to get it in people's mind that Satan is not going to do anything to bless you. Satan's not going to do anything to help you. He is good at what he does, but he is not good at all. And, and and that keeps the struggle because he knows exactly where to place something or where to put something or or, or if we leave a, a crack, he knows how to slither in and so whatever. And so the struggle is so hard, it's so real because simply put, number one, Satan's not good, but he is good at what he does. Uh, number two, and I, and, I, and I think in this pandemic, many of us could really say, yeah, I identify with that. I hope that this pandemic hasn't tested your faith. I hope it hasn't tested your patience. I hope it hasn't led you to walk in the flesh. Uh, but from what I'm hearing uh, from others and kind of reading in the news, there's a lot of people have done things you thought during this time they'd never do, but they have done them uh, because time tests our spirits and our souls. And, and the longer we seem to stay in one place, the longer we seem not to be making any progress, the more difficult it becomes is that human nature thing. And I think this pandemic for a lot of people has played played that role in their life. I've had people tell me, you know what, I, I really don't go a lot of places, but I have felt like a prisoner to this because I can't do even the few little things I think about doing. And then and over time, it's become more difficult. And, and I know sometimes you go in the store and you see people wearing the mask. Not a comment about masks one way or the other here. Don't panic. Don't, don't, don't get all excited. 
Well, a lot of times when I see all their eyes, because a lot of times you see they're, they're just they're just they're empty and they're they're longing for something. A lot of times they they won't even speak to you and they pass by because I think time has tested them and tested their spirits and their souls and they're finding it difficult. Uh, it's the struggle is hard because reality is lived in the moment, and in the moments that we live, there are things that happen that pull us down. Listen, life is lived in the moment. It's not lived in a book. It's not, it's not lived in theory. It's lived in the moment. And, and, those, and there are moments where the things happen and pull us down. They fog our memory or distress our spirit. And that makes us struggle to walk in the spirit rather than the flesh. That much harder. And sometimes we just, ah, it's just so hard. Uh, maybe in, in, in your reality's changed. I talked to a man last night. I worked for a company 40 years. 40 years. Imagine this. And they came to him and, and some other guys. Uh, I think, if I remember right, right as this pandemic was starting, I don't think it had quite really taken hold. But as the pandemic started, they, they told him, look, we're going to offer you a package to retire. You can take it or you can leave it. But the chances are you're going to have to take it anyway because we're going we're gonna to do it. And so after 40 years, that basically turned him into retirement. Now, he's three or four years from being 65. Doesn't seem at all ready, uh, like he was ready to retire either. But there it happened. In reality, lived. Now, he seemed to be doing good, good, good guy. I've done him all my life. Good Christian man, deacon in his church. But he just kind of shared it. I thought his story with me a little bit as we talked about it last night at a Memorial Day service. I thought, boy, there's a lot of folks, man. That happens right now to them, and suddenly they're retired and whew, can't do this, can't do that. I was looking at this morning, I was thinking about it. Kathy and I retired. We'll be home nine months ago. In fact, we've been here in this house nine months already, I believe, really. I cannot imagine if we'd retired one day and the pandemic stuff started next. I don't know what that would have been like, especially with us need to move and everything. But I'm telling you, things happen and, and time tests our spirits and our souls and, and reality, which is lived in the moment and pulling us down and fogging our memory, uh, distressing our spirit. And, and that's why the struggle's hard. But let's review for a moment just to make sure if you're, you really want it, uh, what's happened. The struggle's hard. Uh, to, to walk in the spiritual man, the spiritual life, to, to, to turn from the Adamic uh, uh, nature, you know, the nature of Adam, the old nature. Because Satan is not good, but he's good at what he does. And what he does is he messes life up for people. This is what he does. Time tests our spirits and our souls. And the longer something goes on, unresolved or unclear or uncertain, it gets to be difficult. Reality is lived in the moment. And in the moments that we live, there are things that happen to us that pull us down. Fog our memory or distress our spirit. Ugliness comes to mind as sure as the sun rises on the earth. I am telling you today at some point you had a thought you wish you would have had. Now, now listen, once again, dspreacherman at gmail.com. If that's not true, if you go day after day after day, week after week after week, month after month after month, year after year after year, never thinking you shouldn't think, please, 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 Email me, let me know. Say, Brother Danny, that's not my reality. I'm offended and I will sit you up so you can come take you can come teach the next podcast. You can share how you have completely become the perfect Christian. I'm waiting on that email. Did you not get the address? I, I'm looking at my phone. I don't see where an email has come, where a text has come, anything else. If you would say the ugliness never comes to my mind, then I would say text me. Uh, email me, let me know, we'll get you signed up, lined up, and I'll change my list. But I will tell you right now, I firmly believe ugliness comes to mind in our life at some point during every day as sure as the sun rises on the earth. 
It might be the uh, what somebody says or how they dress or how they act or who they're with or what you wish would happen. Uh, if you're politically interested at all, and this is not a side, this side or that side, just a statement. If you are politically interested at all, I can promise you ugliness comes in every day. Because the side that you're on, you look at the other side and you go, Brother Danny, you're calling sides. There are sides. I'm not, I'm not trying to make this one better than that one right now. I'm just telling you the truth because there are sides. Ugliness comes in because the side you disagree with, well, you disagree with them because they're against your philosophy. They're against what you believe in and the things they do. just drives you a little crazy. And so ugly thoughts come in. Well, let's just kind of review a little bit again. Uh, the struggle is hard. It, it, it is really difficult to walk in the spirit rather than the flesh. Uh, rather, to walk in the spirit rather than the flesh, because Satan's not good, but he is good at what he does. Time tests our spirits and souls. In other words, the longer something goes on, the more difficult it gets. Reality is lived in the moment, and in the moments that we live in, there are things that happen that pull us down that fog our memory, that distress our spirit. And when those things happen, and when they happen in conjunction with another, it's not long before we get really discouraged. And you can be doing good things, great things. You can be doing, you can be doing the work of the master and still find that. I was talking the other day to a pastor friend of mine, great guy, great guy. And he got to talking about what was going on. And, and this was, you know, having to preach to the empty church where he got a transmitter and he just said, you know, I've had enough of preaching to the church. And I could just tell that that's just, you know, what was going on. You know, things were coming down and in his mind and all these things. Well, sometimes we don't have control. Sometimes we don't know. I know that a lot of people are thinking about, well, what happens if it happens again, what they're going to do. I've thought about that and I'm going to do some things different. I did this time. I can promise you that. But I will say this. While Satan has been trying very hard to defeat many of us in this pandemic, and I'm no different than anybody else, I'll tell you, he's been trying to do that to me too. I've realized the importance of what Paul has said here. And I'm, I'm coming back and, and getting back on my track or coming to my track. So I need to stay in the spiritual man, not the fleshly man. And not, not allow ugliness to come into my mind. Not allow myself to, uh, in that reality of the moments of my life, get defeated or discouraged not allow time to test my spirit and my soul. Not allow Satan, who's not good, but good what he does, to get the best of me. Well, two more reasons, and, and we'll you know start moving toward a conclusion anyway. Two more reasons that it's so hard to walk in the, in the spirit and to reject the flesh. God allows us to choose. God allows us to choose who we'll serve and what we'll do. And some days, to be honest, we make the wrong choice. Some days we just do the wrong thing. You know, Joshua had a great moment in life, and we quote that verse. We read that verse so many times. I choose you this day whom you will serve, but it's for me and my house. We will serve the Lord. What a moment. What a great time. And many of us have made similar commitments. Many of us have, you know, um, pictures or plaques or flags or whatever we have with that verse on it. We we have it on our doorpost. Ah, where we serve the Lord. And yet, because we have that choice, we mess up, we make mistakes, we fail, we falter, we forget. You know, I, I'm not talking bad about you. I'm just talking about the reality for all of us. We forget, we do those things. Well, one other reason that it's so hard to, to walk after God and, and, and to stay in the spiritual man. Godliness is desired, but it's not sought after. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto. And he's right. And he, 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 meant it, he meant it that way. But 
we forget to seek that. We forget to move toward that. We forget uh, to stay in that direction. So how do we how do we solve that? How do we how do we get ourselves where more times than not we're walking with the spirit and not in the flesh, or or, or when we find ourselves in the flesh, we want to come back walking in the spirit. How do we solve that? Well, I, there's some solutions. Let me give you number one. Remember, heaven not earth is your home. Heaven not earth is our home. I can say it that way. Have you want to said? We put too much stock on the earth and not enough, not enough stock in heaven. My friend, we are passing through. Heaven is not home for the world or the worldly, but it's home for the blood-bought children of God. Our hope is there. Each believer has a place there. Acceptance and recognition is instant there. Victory is realized there. Eternity is not a theological discussion there, but a personal reality. Names, our names are known. And his name is glorified there. You know, you don't know how important your name is to you to you're left off a list or your name's not called. In, in, in my school days, you know, before everything was on computer and this kind of stuff, and I guess they keep better track down when everything was done by cursive writing or whatever on list, had an opportunity a couple of times to be left off the roll in my class. And um, happened to different places, new students, things like that. We moved around a lot when I was younger. And I tell you, it is never good when they don't call your name. The teacher says, anybody's name not, I'm not called? And I remember that being said I, almost every year, beginning of the year. The day I had to raise my hand, my name wasn't called. Everybody looking and had to answer about who I was, where I was from, and all that kind of stuff. Whew, man, as a child, that was bad not to, for people not to know your name. Well, in heaven... They know your name. In heaven, he knows who we are. So let's let's make sure that we focus on heaven. Number two, remember that religion can and does keep us busy and distracted, but it does not save our soul. Religion can make us judgmental. You know that. You've probably experienced it. Maybe you've gone into that for some, for some reason. It can make us holier than thou, but it doesn't really make us holy. It might make us lay out rules and expectations that we do not plan to keep, but we expect others to do. Religion can keep us busy and distracted and do so many other things, but it does not and will not save us. So let's stop being religious and start becoming faithful. See, we keep our we keep our mind focused on heaven and we keep our life focused on pleasing the Lord. Well, number three, number three. We need to realize that there will be, and there are times, in spite of our spiritual growth, where we do what we know we should not do, our plan to do. There are times when we just simply mess up. We just simply get it wrong. We do the wrong thing. We go the wrong place, whatever it is. Well, that's when it's time to say, hey, you know what? I've got to get right. I've got to get right with God. I've got to get back to where I where I need to be. I've got to, I've got to stop walking in the and the fleshly man and walking in with the spiritual man. We've got to win the spiritual war. And you do that by realizing, hey, you know what? I can do this. I can win. I, I got within me uh, the power of God. I got within me the, the ability of God to turn from those things that try to defeat me and discourage me and turn to the Lord. Today, right now, if you're finding it difficult, if you're finding the struggle, you say, you know, I have been walking in the flesh, then today... There's three or four things you can do. Confess your need for his help. Say, Lord, I need your help. Accept his forgiveness. When you confess that you need his help, repent of your sin, 
and ask you to forgive you, then accept this forgiveness. Take him at his word. He has forgiven you. Be thankful for that. Move off and move on and go forward. Follow his directions. Make sure you do what he wants you to do, how he wants you to do it. And finally, use your failure to help move you forward instead of allowing it to keep you back. I hope today's been helpful to you. I hope tomorrow that you'll you'll walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. I hope you'll refer for this from time to time. I hope these things have been good to you and, and, and say something to you. I hope today that if you're, if you're lacking somewhere, you'll confess your need for his help. You'll accept his forgiveness. Take him at his word. Follow his directions and use your failure to help move you forward instead of allowing it to keep you back. Well, God bless you. I, I love you. I'm glad that I appreciate all those who listen. I appreciate, I really appreciate those who tell others and get others to listen. Thank you for that. And I appreciate that. Hey, remind them. Let us know what you think. DSPreacherMan at gmail.com, all lowercase. Let us know what you think of the day. If you saw the one yesterday uh, about Memorial Day, let us know what you think about that. A little more personal, introspective than I thought. Uh, but we got to attend that Memorial Day service. And I just wanted to give you my thoughts on it. I hope that wherever, wherever life's taking you, that you're good. But if not, stop and reflect on what God would have you do. You may have to stay in the same job. <clears throat> you may have to continue to go to the same places. But you can become a new person. And becoming that person will help you become a person who walks by faith and not by sight. God bless you. We love you. Let us hear from you. Let us know what you think of this. Listen, we'll see you soon, hopefully. DK Ministries, DS Preacher Man at gmail.com, all lowercase. Remember, we'll be back, but every time we come, we really believe we're sharing something with you that God has laid upon our heart. It may not be for you, but it's for somebody. But I hope you enjoy it. I hope you take it to heart. God bless you. See you later.